What's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us on the AEW Insiders Movie and More Podcast Edition. All right, we got a good show today. I got a bunch of movie reviews, what's opening this week, good trailers that were dropped this week, tons of movie news, TV news, music news, and the weekend box office. So let's get to the show. My first review is of Creepshow, the television series. Uh, The third episode did debut last week, and I gotta say, it was the best one so far. I fucking loved it. Um, As you know, if you do watch the show, or if you don't, I'll let you know. Each episode is broken down into two stories, so they'll have six episodes this season with 12 stories, yada yada. The first story of the third episode was called All Hallows' Eve. And it was really, really fucking good. It's Halloween time. It's got the kids, what have you. I don't want to spoil it, but the twist at the end was good, even though I seen it coming from a mile away. But it definitely gets you in the mood for Halloween, and it was very, very well done. And then the second episode, I forget the name of it, and I won't give it away, but pretty much it's about a golden goose. Even though it's not a golden goose, but what would you do if you had a golden goose? If it did produce money for you, but you had to do fucked up things to it for for it to produce money. Would you keep abusing it and using it, yada yada, to get more money? Would you let it go? Would you give it away, yada yada? That's what the second one's about. So like I said, this week's episode of Creep Show, Show, episode three, was excellent. I do give it an eight out of 10 stars this is the one they should have put as episode one and been showing around to people when they want to show the show off next we do have el camino which is the breaking bad movie don't worry i'm not going to spoil it yet next week i will start talking spoilers and all that shit but i can't do that to you guys um it was excellent especially if you're a fucking breaking bad fan you have to see this movie it was two hours long you couldn't even tell it actually flowed so well i wanted to be longer uh and it was really really good you got a lot of cameos from the show in it not some really big ones what have you but it did it justice you know what i mean everybody wants walter white back but vince gilligan went on record and said walter white is dead so i mean there are ways he can come back yada yada but you're really even going to go to that length you know what i mean and brian cranston said he'd never do the role again too so who knows but there are some really good cameos in it it was an excellent movie it's about jesse it takes place right after the breaking bad finale and it's about him what's he do is he traumatized is he fucked up in the head has he gone crazy does he want revenge does he want to get away what have you it's done in breaking bad 120 percent fucked up shit happens it's a special full it has twist it's excellent the only complaint i would have about it is that there isn't more of course all of us fans want more but i do give el camino a nine out of ten stars and aaron paul jesse from breaking bad said that there was supposed to be three hours to the movie which i really wish they did include a third hour because it flowed so well i know a lot of actors were in it because they're the ones that showed up at the premiere what have you like hank his wife Sal bodyguard what have you but they aren't in a movie i will say that so in the third hour that's probably where they were at also vince gilligan revealed an alternate ending to the movie which i won't talk about until the peeps see it we'll talk about it next week um if you want to know it though and you watch the movie you want to know what the alternate ending is go on our twitter or our facebook i did post it there 
and El Camino star Robert Foster sadly passed away Friday. That's the day El Camino was released. He passed away. He was 70 years old. Godspeed, bro. And thank you, man. You were a good fucking actor, especially in Jackie Brown. And finally this week, I did watch the new movie Semper Fi. Now, I've been talking about this movie for a while. When a coming attraction came out, that it was opening this week, what have you. Like I said, I'm not a war movie guy, anything like that. But holy fuck, was this good. What it's about is that it's pretty much four best friends. They have regular jobs. They grew up together uh, on the weekends or part-time. They work for the Marines, you know what I mean? The Marines, not National Guard, whatever the fuck you want to call it. When you just work part-time, Marine Reserves. So they do that. Uh, the guy the, who's the leader of their squad and the star of the story, he he actually has a brother. His brother's a badass, always in trouble, blah, blah, blah. But he's the guardian of his brother, so he tries looking out for him. Uh, he got his brother into the military thing with them because it's part of his sentencing, so he doesn't go to jail, yada, yada. Well, they all go to the bar one night, and I won't say whose fault it was or yada, yada, but the brother gets into a fight, and he winds up killing somebody. Um, the brother's a cop, so he's got to help apprehend him, whatever. He didn't think, he thought they'd go easy on him because, you know what I mean? I won't say, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, they give his brother 25 fucking years. So his brother wants to convince his friends that they want to bust his brother out. The bad shit's going on in that jail. He don't think he'll make it, and he doesn't think he should have got 25 years for it. So they hatch a plan on the bust the brother out. So you don't know if he gets away, if he doesn't, yada, yada. But Semper Fi is as good as it sounds. It was fucking excellent. I do give it an 8. Out of 10. Opening this week in movie theaters, we do have the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. That's right, peeps. Jay and Silent Bob is back. And he, they, Kevin, uh, Kevin uh, Smith pulled out all the fucking stops, literally. He got everybody and their mother plus new people to return for this movie. He was calling people, asking them to come down because they were filming in New Orleans. And they were like, oh, I can't. I'm kind of busy. He's like, yo, you do know I had a heart attack last year and almost died, right? And everybody's like, yo, I'll be right on the plane. So everybody was down there and it looks excellent. Jay and Silent Bob reboot this Friday. We also have Maleficent Part 2, Mistress of Evil. That's Angelia's movie when she plays the bad Disney witch or character, fairy, whatever. It looks really good. We also have The Lighthouse, which stars Robert Pattinson and William Dafoe. This is the one I covered a couple weeks ago. It's all black and white. They're in a lighthouse. Uh, these two people are together. Why, I don't know. They look like they're cool, but by the end, they want to literally kill each fucking other. So it looks nuts. And then finally, opening this week, we do have Zombieland Part 2, Double Tap. I'm a huge Zombieland mark. I love Part 1. When the trailer got released for Part 2, I wasn't that impressed. But now that I see more, I do want to see it. So re rejoice, peeps. Zombieland is back this week. Two movie trailers that were released this week. The first was Dr. Doolittle, starring Robert Downey Jr. So if Robert Downey Jr. is in it, how bad can it be? But he does have some misses, too. I wasn't really fans of the Sherlock Holmes, what have you. It's like a Disney movie. The budget has to be like $100 fucking million. Sorry, I'm cracking my knuckles. The budget must have to be $100 fucking million. It's a period piece back in the day with ships and naval fleets and all that, and I don't like that shit. But it looks spectacular the way it shot. The talking animals do, yada, yada. He's in it. I just don't like the setting of it. I don't think it's going to be that great, but it's going to make a boatload of money, and kids are going to fucking love it. 
And then finally, the trailer for Jungle Cruise was released, which does star The Rock's, I mean, The Rock, I was going to say The Rock's Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but The Rock Dwayne Johnson. This is another Disney movie. It's a big, big budget live action film. What he, what The Rock plays, or Dwayne Johnson, is a down-on-his-luck boat guy. He has a boat, he takes people around on these little cheesy tours trying to take money, like with fake pygmies and shit like that, and just bullshit. He's barely scraping by. This chick, I don't know, she's like a treasure hunter or an archaeologist, what have you. She wants him and his boat to come help her out, and she's willing to pay a boatload of money, so of course he's willing to take it. It's got a bad guy in it and all. The fucking special effects look great. The budget looks great. It looks like a good flick. Jungle Cruise, Dwayne Johnson. All right, into some movie news. Adam Sandler's Netflix hit, Murder Mystery, is getting a sequel. I have not seen it yet, but since it was greenlit for a sequel, I'm going to check it out. Sandler's movies are hit and miss, but they're more borderline, eh, okay, that was decent, than they are bad for me. Um, I think the females really liked the first one, though. I cannot tell you how many of them on Facebook and Twitter liked and loved the article about the sequel being released, so I guess the females liked it a lot. We all know that they did greenlight John Wick 4. They actually released the official release date. John Wick 4 will hit movie theaters on May 21st, 2021. Rejoice, John Wick fans. Like I said, the first John Wick I passed on. I didn't even watch John Wick 1 and 2 until five days before Part 3 Parabellum came out. So five days before, I'm like, hey, let me check out John Wick 1. I heard all this crap about it. It just didn't look that great to me. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was as good as it should have been, but it was still good enough for me to watch Part 2. I watched John Wick 2. I liked it a lot. I couldn't wait to see Part 3. That Friday, I watched Part 3, and holy fuck, that was the best one of them yet so i'm super stoked for john wick chapter four and plus remember the continental the hotel they go to is getting its own tv show very soon so it's good good stuff for john wick fans all right peeps it's time to pay the bills real quick we got some more movie news i got some tv news some movie news and weekend box office and then we'll wrap up the show remember to check us out on all our social media it's the aew insider we'll be right back peeps All right, peeps, we're back on the AEW Insider Movies and More edition. Let's get back to the show. And some more movie news. Corey Feldman was on a media whirlwind last week promoting. He actually went on record and stated that a Goonies sequel is not happening. Which makes me very sad. Let's just hope that Corey doesn't know shit like he usually doesn't anymore because he's a fucking nut job and that's not true. Actor Sid Haig's autopsy results have been revealed. Sid did die of heart and lung failure, which is very, very sad. Also, Rob Zombie went on record saying that Sid himself knew that Three from Hell would be his last film. Thank you, Sid. I guess this is movie news because it's based off a movie, but the Joker movie is a hit, which we all know, but not just in the movie world. Porn site Pornhub has went on record and said that Joker porn is the most popular in search porn since the movie has been released. It has come out that the Coming to America sequel will be rated PG-13. What in the actual fuck? 
How do you make fans wait eons for a sequel to one of the funniest rated R comedies fucking ever and dare say it's going to be a PG-13? I don't get it, man. I don't know how they're going to have all the humor and all that shit like they did in the first one. Not saying they can't do it without a rated R, but there's just some things you need an R for or a hard R for. So I'm not fucking happy about that news. I hope that does change before it comes out. And as I reported a couple weeks ago, Kevin Smith is working with Netflix on a Master of the Universe's anime cartoon. I also reported that they're making a live-action Masters of the Universe movie. Reports are now saying that it might be a Netflix exclusive, and I don't know how I feel about that. I do know how I feel about the kid they cast to play He-Man. His name is Mr. Noah Centineo, and I don't feel good about that at all. There's no way this fucking kid's He-Man, man. I'm also not happy with this story. I guess I'm not a happy camper today. The classic movie, The Warriors, you know, Warriors, come out and play, is being remade. I don't know why the fuck they would dare do that. The guy behind the reboot does have some cool ideas, but it's just fucking crazy. Instead of New York City, he wants it to be in Los Angeles. He says New York City's all downhill and crazy. No, he claims North Angeles is 50 miles straight across land. And instead of going downhill, they got to get across the whole thing. And he wants to do some really, really cool stuff with the gangs and the areas. So brace yourself for another unwanted remake, peeps. Now, I like what the ideas he have, but it shouldn't have the title of the Warriors on that fucking film. Last week, I reported that Nicki Minaj said she wants to be Catwoman in the upcoming Batman film. Nothing against her, but the rear on her, her butt would look ridiculous in a cat suit. Today, it was confirmed that Lenny Kravitz's daughter, Zoe Kravitz, got the role. So congratulations, girl. I know she would do a stellar job. Also, Jesse Eisenberg, a.k.a. Lex Luthor in the Batman vs. Superman film, hinted that he might not be playing Lex Luthor again. I don't think it took a fucker rocket scientist to figure that one out, Jesse. The new G.I. Joe movie titled Snake Eyes just cast Ready or Not star Samara Weaving in a role. I don't know what she's playing yet. The new G.I. Joe sequel is a reboot. They're supposed to be redoing it, doing it, putting a lot of money in, money in it, doing it right. Listen to me fucking stuttering. Uh, let's just hope they do get it right. It's supposed to be a full-blown reboot, and it takes place 10 years after the last G.I. Joe sequel. And finally, for movie news, the director of Venom has gone on record and said that there will be a Venom, Venom Spider-Man crossover. I don't know what the fuck's up with me talking right now. All right, some TV news real quick. Disney Plus kicks off next month. I reported that they're eyeing Ronda Rousey to play She-Hulk, but it is rumored that they are also trying to get Liv Tyler to reprise her role as she played in the Incredible Hulk movies with Ed Norton. So that's pretty cool. And I noticed that with Disney Plus, a lot of freaking people they wouldn't cast in Disney movies are ones that they had them you didn't see. They are putting in a lot of shows, so that's cool. Now, I never watched this show, but I know kids and parents love it. I'm talking about Blue's Clues. Even though I didn't watch it, I know how how popular the original was and how much people loved the original host, Steve. When they replaced him, people weren't too happy, but they still stuck with it. Well, they are rebooting Blue's Clues to bring it back, and they actually have the original actor, Steve, returning to the role he made famous. All right, we got some music news. 
Guns N' Roses just had the band a lifetime, a fan for a lifetime. Their biggest fan, they banned them for a lifetime. I'm going to let you know why. This fan actually named his son after Axel. He has all the members' signatures tattooed on his body, and he's actually seen the band 32 times live. The reason why they banned him is because, I don't know if he's a celebrity stalker or he just buys storage lockers, but he came across a locker that used to be owned by a Gefford Record representative. He actually bought 19 unreleased Guns N' Music CDs. They were from Axel's unreleased. Least Chinese Democracy album when he was doing a band with everybody except the Real Guns N' Roses with Buckethead and shit. So they agreed that he would sell them the CDs. He backed out at the last minute, and that's still not even why they banned him. After he backed out, the music got leaked, of course. So the band blames him for, me for leaking the music, even though the guy denies it. And for that, he got his ass banned for life. Crazy stuff. Lead singer of The Cure, Robert Smith, has revealed that there is not only one new Cure album coming, they're actually working on releasing three of them. So I only like a couple of The Cure songs, but I know how good they are. So if you're a fan, you've been waiting, you're not going to get one, you're going to get three new Cure albums. And finally, peeps, The weekend Box Office. Number one, and it's no surprise, Joker, which is $55 million. That's exactly how much or a million or two more than it made in its first week, which is fucking insane. It's on its way to making a billion. Number two, The Addams Family. First week out, number two, 30 million plus, not bad. But for a kid's film and a Halloween film, it should have been killed it and been number one. Number three, Will Smith's Gemini Man. We have another Will Smith bomb on our hands, which is sad. First week out, only made 20.6 million. Number four was the cartoon Abominable with 6.3 million and dropping all the way down to the bottom number five is Downton Abbey. All the fans went and seen it the first two weeks and now down to the fucking VOD and friggin' dollar store discount DVD bin. All right, peeps, that wraps up the show for this week. I'm going to make this video. It'll be on YouTube so you can see the pictures, what have you. I actually said a little bit more on the podcast. But remember, I'm going to do my best tomorrow to put a podcast for wrestling because this Wednesday we are going to AEW Live in Philly. So it's going to take me a couple days of work and all that and my child to get all this shit together and edit it and put it out. But we'll have some video and some coverage of the event. It's going to be a fucking blast. And like I said, we're hoping that some hungry wrestlers go to Geno's after and we run in some of them maybe have them cut new promos for the channel who knows but uh if you want everything wwe just throwing this in check out jabber jabber universe if you want some sports check out the 570 sports show if you want all wrestling and movies women entertainment video games everything come to me uh it's the aew insider and all podcasting platforms and the aew insider on facebook and youtube and it's the aew insider one as in number one on twitter all right peeps i'll be back tomorrow with either a podcast and or a video and then i'll see you guys later in the week with some aew coverage as always i'm your host lee benson thank you so much for joining us for the aew insider movies and more edition